It has been six months, seven months, according to um, Jason, since the last uh, Stack Exchange podcast. And our guest today, my co-host, co-host Jay. You know him as Jadles. You're supposed to say, like, hello or something like that. Greetings. Scoot, scoot forward. You're supposed to just literally be touching practically the, uh, the windscreen. Good greetings. And uh, David Fullerton. Hi. Vice President of Engineering at, at Stack Exchange Corporation Incorporated LLC. Yeah, I hate that title. Can we talk about it? Okay, fine. We can make the whole podcast about David's title. You can be Chief Code Factotum. You don't even know how to spell it. Let's pick a different title. To see. What's, um, what's Jay's title? Jay is the Vice President of Community Growth. I don't have any factotums. A factotum is a general servant, servant or a person having many diverse activities or responsibilities. I thought that was Alex. It is. He's the, he's, he's, but not, you're the, you're, that's why you're the code factotum. Oh, okay. Also, um, producer Alex, say hi, producer Alex. Hi, this is producer Alex. Producing this show. You're supposed to sound, we've been through this, you're supposed to sound like you're at least two feet away from the microphone. Try, try it now, try it now, try it, go, roll back two feet. It's attached to his head. I rolled back two feet. How do I sound now? (laughs) Our cyborg producer refuses to move away from his microphone. Uh, Jay, what is vice president of community growth? I keep hoping you'll tell me that, Joel. It's been unsuccessful so far. Um, I, uh, I, I, I think I, I think I am I am primarily responsible for making our cookies more delicious. Um, is that what? not? Did, is this not a baking roll? This has been unclear to me from the beginning. I think I think more seriously. I uh, what we what we really done is we've stepped back from sort of looking at how to grow the site separately and how to uh, I think support and uh, help our communities as two separate functions. And what we're trying to do better is is think about how what we really need to do is... Wait, wait, wait. So that, that sounded like a bunch of corporate doublespeak. Did Jay, it? Jay came from Did a corporation. Really? He still hasn't gotten ah. used to Stack Exchange. So we used to have this chaos team. That's true. And we had the community team. And the community team and the chaos team were at war. And so we merged them. And the chaos team was the outreach. That's what you were talking about, the yes. ev- evangelical yes. uh, role of knocking on people's doors and trying to convert them to the Stack Exchange religion. And the uh, community team was there basically to keep the moderators in line. Sure. I, I guess that's one way to characterize. I, I don't really look at them as the moderator police so much. I, I think they. I think we, the community management team supports the moderators, supports of the course. sites. That's right. Um, if you, you know, that, then we sometimes pull them out of their homes and drag them into dungeons <laughs> where they can be, you know, so essentially there's a lot of going re-educated. Door. I was trying not to say re-educated. I deliberately stopped myself, but there it is. But yes, the community team is obviously what is and I think should be focused on ensuring our sites are healthy and, and growing. Uh, uh, well, I think the growth team is more, it, it had been focused on getting people in, right? How, yeah. how, how, how do we help these communities uh, get bigger um, in ways that won't undermine what they're trying to do? It's seeing as though those are really the same overall activity of trying to make the site more awesome with more people. Well, you merge them into something which is now called community growth with it a is. slash, horizontal bar, uh, pipe character. Ju- just just words with Dash. the space between space. them? Space. Yeah. Space. Yeah. What's new in community growth? What's new? What isn't new in community growth, Joel? It's been, well, it has been a really long time. We just realized that we have not done a podcast for seven months. No, we've done, we've done Jason like. reported this. We've done, we've done millions, literally, literally billions it's not how it literally works. We've done we've done it so many things. I think the the thing I would highlight probably from the community perspective, at least that I'm perhaps most excited about, we've done sort of recently is the review queue, which uh, has not oh yeah has not gotten a lot. We haven't really we've been uh, I'd say sort we haven't of announced publicly this. testing it right. We haven't announced it, but right. it's been live. The last time I checked it out, it was still like sort of in beta. And if you put your mouse in the right part of the screen, you could review like 300 things in like one minute. It was all awesome. like click, 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 yes. click, and just get click. Did you fix that? Joel was the first person to break the review system <laughs> deliberately. He was like the third person to go in there, and he deliberately broke it on the live site. Yes. So if you go to uh, stackoverflow.com, on the top uh, navbar, it says review. If you have enough reputation to see any of the review queues. Where, where are the tools? So we used to have these old review lists where you could go and you could see lists of questions, and they kind of expanded in place, and we had different things you could do. You could look at, um, you could look at new posts by new users. You could look at um, new posts on old questions. You could look at posts with closed votes. So all these things kind of existed, but the UI wasn't that great. It wasn't really clear what exactly you were expected to do on yeah. that page, um, and so they just weren't used that much. They were very confusing. Yeah. So this was an attempt to basically uh, redo the the UI, make it much clearer, and kind of distill it down to here's exactly. Uh, your options would give you, you know, f- five or six buttons and say, pick one of these things to do for this. So, for example, you might be looking at um, a, a question that we've 
marked as low quality, just algorithmically detected yeah. that it was low quality. It starts with a lowercase letter usually. That's a, yeah, or it's got a rule. smiley face. Um, <laughs> so we detect that it's low quality. We throw it into this queue. You pull it up, and the things you can choose, uh, I think you, you, I don't have it in front of me. Or it looks, it looks good, meaning that I don't need to do anything. Uh, you can edit it. You can vote to close it, or you can recommend that it be deleted. So the idea is it's super, it's super easy to just look at one post, make a decision, and move on to the next one. Um, and it's fast, it's all Ajax, and, and so on. And I, th I think um, I think the one we've been fo really focused on a lot uh, on our side is the is the first post because we think that's a it's one of those great opportunities to probably have a little bit of uh, both the carrot and the stick, right? So those first posts are a, a great time to be giving better feedback. So as you review those, the things you can do, you can. Uh, you can vote in either direction. First post, sorry, we, we should clarify sorry. because somebody might not know. The first post means this is a new user that has never posted on the site before and they're posting for the first time. Right. It is the first post That's from a given first. user. Yeah. Um, and what the queue lets you do is essentially, uh, as this queue gets cleared out, you're ensuring that every user has gotten some feedback. And so the hope is that um, when people are posting things that um, the reviewer can deem are useful, it's a great opportunity to get them, you know, get them an upvote, make sure it's getting in front of somebody and someone's indicating that. Um, but it's also a great opportunity and to put it in the context that it's a new user, they're kind of trying, they're new to the site, they're learning the protocol is kind of in your head from the beginning. You don't lose that because you started in this context. Um, where if someone's not doing kind of the right thing, um, what it allows you to do, obviously you can downvote, you can vote to close, but it's a great opportunity to give more constructive feedback, right? To put a comment essentially saying this isn't probably quite specific enough. You you may be in danger of well, having it's usually, this closed. Actually, I think probably most first users are doing good things, aren't they? Most new posts are actually yes. Yeah, people most of the time. Yes. And so you want to vote them up and maybe add a friendly comment welcoming, welcoming them to Stack Exchange. Absolutely. You could bake them cookies and send them to their house if you had their address, which yeah. you don't. And I think that's what we what we want to generally have is every new user get some sort of encouragement. And so even if it's, you know, you didn't quite do the yeah. right thing here, here's how you could improve it, right, and make it the right thing and it'll work. But, but most of the time, to your point, what we want to see is these people who did good things to start with Get getting positive upvotes, feedback right away. Getting good comments, yeah. and it it reinforces. Hey, it helps a little bit. Then when later they go and post something wrong, and you know it, it's not it's not as perfectly good feedback. They already believe it's a site where people are trying to help each other, and um and I think that they've got an instant sort of reinforcement um, of why it works and why they should want to be here. And I think what's cool too about the review post in particular is even even in this sort of test test phase, we've seen a, a series of. Um, great evolutions over time where we've either gotten feedback or seen things and the dev team has very quickly kind of added and tweaked. Um, like one of the more recent ones we found was people were, <clears throat> people were, I actually noticed this and we, someone else posted on Meta, is they'd be going through the review post and they'd find one where someone posted something new, it wasn't a great help to the original asker, right? So someone put a comment and said, this isn't quite what I was asking, but thanks anyway, whatever. And you get there and review and you couldn't do much because the actions you need you needed to upvote or downvote, neither of which were appropriate. They tried, so you don't want to give a downvote, but it's not that helpful. So you don't want to give an upvote either. Um, someone's already given a comment to explain why, so commenting didn't work. And so you had to sort of click not sure, which wasn't quite right. You kind of are sure that this one's okay. There's not much else to do. They got the right feedback to show them that the help was appreciated, but it didn't quite work. And so you had to kind of punt it back into the queue. And we, that feedback was taken, and there was a lot of discussion. Ultimately, what, what already has been added is that the team added a feature where what you can one of the new functions is you can upvote an existing comment, so that, which essentially covers almost every case where you are sure there's now an action to take. I mean, you're not sure because you just don't know if it's a good answer. Mm -hmm. You should click not sure. And it goes back in the queue until someone until is. Until somebody who does know. Right. But now we think in any case where someone could have enough information to understand what's going on, there's an action you can take that is helpful and reinforcing of the feedback so that somebody, you can basically say, this has been handled. This person got the feedback they should have and move on. There were a couple yep. other tweaks, but I don't recall. Yeah, another interesting, you know, well, maybe not that interesting, but a feature that people really wanted that we just added was the uh, the ability to filter the queue. So we were already doing some magic where uh, we tried to give you tags that you were interested in, but people wanted the ability yeah, to, even in like... the review queue, we were giving you tags? Yeah, and all the review queue stuff. We were giving you tags that... Oh yeah, there's a tiny in. little word that it says filter. But now you can filter it and specify exactly, oh, only show me things with these tags or there's some oh, other options. so I can search for all the two localized shit and just... Yep, so in like the closed vote queue, uh, you can yeah you can say, I only want to look at stuff that are duplicates and you'll just get a queue of things that are duplicates. And then the other thing we added was, uh, was badge, badges and badge progress. This is fun, this is so easy. Kind How to display it's... last four numbers in an int. 
there's an interesting problem now that we're starting to, you know, we, we've been thinking about it all along and, and we're still working on it, which is, uh, uh, it's, it's so easy now that, and we've got these badges and badge progress that some people apparently are just going through and just kind of clicking whatever they can uh, to get the, the badge. Uh, and people are getting annoyed because uh, like on a first post, somebody goes in there and they want to, they think it needs to be edited and they're in the middle of writing a nice comment and meanwhile somebody else sped through and just upvoted it and went to the next one so that they got their point towards their badge. Wait, who does that hurt? Uh, well, it's it's like it's like the incentives aren't quite aligned, right? You have an incentive to just go through. The, you have an incentive to just go random. fast. Uh, or worse, there's things like in the close vote queue. You only have so many close votes in a day, but you have plenty of do not close votes. So uh-huh. people will, you know, kind of just when they run out of start to run out of close votes, they'll just skip through and find things to vote do not close on. What does do not close do? It's the. Does it subtract one from the close votes? Or? No. If you get enough do not close votes, uh, we age away the the close votes and it goes out of the queue. If you get enough, it's okay. the same thing as closing. If you get five close votes, it's closed. If you get five do not close votes, it's not closed, and we erase the closed votes and it it's, starts over. It's a lot okay, like the closed door okay. button on an elevator, I think. <laughs> It's a thing you can press that makes you feel no, better. No, it does. It does no, do no, something. No, no, at, no, first, something. At, at first, it didn't do anything. There, there was literally a point at which it did nothing. <laughs> um, but, but now it does. If you get five do not close votes, then we remove it. We should okay. call it the, 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 the film called the do not close vote, and five of them will actually remove any, any accumulated close votes. Yes. And will it reopen then if it got closed somehow? In the inter- I don't know. No. I, I mean, if it, if it got closed in the interim, the it gets thing. removed from the queue. So the next thing we, we've talked about adding is another queue, which is the reopen queue, which is all the stuff that's got a reopen vote. Um, you know, this could go on forever because then you could have a reclose queue. No, it'll, it'll go back into the same queue. Have to re-queue. Well, this is our, you know, this is the nature of our close and reopen system where it goes five and five and five and five and back and forth. Yeah, I think that it hits on something now, which is we... I think importantly and correctly, we, we have a very good system to close bad questions. Um, we don't have a great way right now. There, there's not an easy way to get that sort of uh, reversed in the cases where um, initially there was some confusion and the closed votes were cast. We, we actually had a good example recently where something was shut down on a super user um, because they were asking about some Twitter thing. And so it was shut down quite seemingly kind of logically. Five people voted to close, no mods, all kind of high rep users, because it appeared to be about web apps. Um, and so they shut it all down. And he was actually asking about a specific client, a client that you know reads, reads Twitter that he was using. Um, and we can't find any other reason it was shut down, basically. And the, we actually located it because they were talking about it somewhere else. And we, we went and checked it out and looked like it was. He'd actually said, you know, why is this closed? And, uh, in this case, didn't get feedback. Often you do. Um, and I think part of the trick is we, there's not a great way right now uh, to get someone to look at something that was closed in those relatively rare cases, I think, where stuff's closed um, over some confusion, et cetera. We should, um, we were going to look at the wording that we use around closed questions. Why don't we try to, try to we're looking soften, at it. soften it? We're going through all the closed wording right now to basically come up with places we think potentially we could do better. And then once we find those, we're going to kind of open that up for feedback from the community to yeah. see. But um, I think the problem Joel's is- referring specifically to the word close, right? We've talked at some points about just totally changing the word close since it doesn't quite convey what we want it to. We could say send to a farm. Sent to a farm upstate. Where the question can run free and not be in such a small... It's in Syracuse. <laughs> but I do think there's a real problem, which is that... I, I don't think... It, it's not a real problem in the sense that a lot of questions get closed and then get fixed, but we don't reopen them. I think realistically things just get closed and people go away and never come back. The, the that, problem is more okay. around messaging, well, is that when your thing gets closed, we don't really have any... like. We, think of the names. Think we of the don't names tell about, you what you did wrong and well, how you can fix yeah. it. So let's start with the names of the closed reasons. Too localized is wrong. That, that word is incorrect. The, the, the word localized means something else. Too than narrow, we, too. Yeah. So possibly um, too narrow. But even that sort of surprises people. Uh, just w- w- uh, not constructive is like, oh, you're doing a bad thing because you're the, you know, that, that's not constructive behavior. No, but I think a lot of people hear that and they go, you know what? I'm not constructive. I should <laughs> do better. Do. I would like to be more constructive no, today. I, I, I think that that's, that's, all, that's like a kindergarten teacher's word. Not like constructive. You're not being constructive now. It's actually not constructive feedback. This no is, one hears it and yeah. takes it and improves. Right, right. This is like when I try to tell Taco, my Siberian Husky, we see another dog coming towards us on the street like a golden retriever, for example. And I say, now, Taco, remember, we must try our very hardest to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. 
and Taco does nothing, and then he chases the dog. Alex, maybe he, he wants to be chased. I don't chased. believe you. I don't think you actually do that. I, I do. I say Taco. We must try very I would, carefully. I would actually believe it. I'd like a timestamp on, on how long it took for Taco to get into the podcast. Yeah, everybody take a drink. Take a shot. I don't even know if I had that dog back in the days when we were doing the podcast. Well, he's going to be, a, Look, I'm he sure he's going to be a regular appearance now. He is. He is. Oh my God. I was telling this friend of mine that, um, that, that for some reason it's become known that I like cherry pie and now I can't go places without there being cherry pie there. Um, oh, your life is so hard, Joel. It is. I feel so bad for you. Was, Everywhere you go, you get cherry I was pie. At the opening of our new office problems. in Denver. We have an office in Denver, by the way. And the a caterer who I'd never met or seen in my life before, except that she was a waitress working for the catering company, came up to me and said, "Would you like me to put aside some cherry pie for you?" Still having trouble feeling bad for you. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so Arlo, my friend, bought me a cherry pie as a joke. That's funny. We can we're gonna edit this out, right? <laughs> yeah, I, no, please, I, I please leave in the part where I make fun of Joel. Okay, we need a whole podcast close. dedicated to cherry pie to do it justice. We're I talking think. about reasons, close reasons. The next one is so clo- not constructive. No, let's talk about not constructive. Okay. What's a better name for it? Oh yeah, this is gonna be really hard. Because it's hard. I just want to criticize. Yeah, just criticize. I well, mean, well, what do we mean by it? So I mean, what are the things? Well, so we think- know what we mean by it. We have the, actually the close reasons. Uh, are good. I'm happy with the wording that we have of the explanations of the closed reasons, mostly. So, for example, um, let's see, not constructive. As it currently stands, which you could say about anything, this question is not a good fit for our Q&A format. That doesn't say much. That's just like saying, you're a bad fit. Keep we reading. expect answers to be supported by facts, references, or specific expertise. But this question will likely solicit debate, arguments, polling, or extended discussion. So that's true. So, you know, maybe... Uh, 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 it's almost like we're trying to say more like not definitively answerable. Yeah, definitively too strong, but I- insufficiently objective. <laughs> insufficiently <laughs> objective. Yeah, that that's poor, much clearer. I like that. Thinking we could put instead of insufficiently objective. You're dumb. <laughs> Is that that's I, what about just subjective? Closing? Just subjective. Well, but then we've got good subjective, bad subjective, right? Oh, yeah, that whole blog post. We don't hate subjective. We just... I didn't understand that blog post, to tell you the truth. I should go back and read it again. It's that there are ways of answering subjective questions that... That are awesome. Well, that, that give, a re, you know, kind of give reasons for why you think that. Right. Instead of just right. saying, I like cherry pie. So, You say, I think cherry pie well, is... because it's the best. Superior because... It's like that perfect combination of tart and sweet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that not the question? Uh, okay. Uh, wait, let me just let me go through the last one. Not a real question is extremely insulting. Actually, it's the it is the it's it is question. Well, the only, question mark. What do you mean it's not a real question? The only message well, we have really worse a than question. not a real question is when someone types something in a box and we write. This appears to be a low quality post. <laughs> that's, that's pretty. Nasty. We could be more specific yeah. about what troubles us yeah. there, but not a real question. Usually, smiley faces. Right. Is provocative. It's not just. Uh, a lousy description, I think. No one who get people who get that come away almost angry. Yeah. Now, off topic, actually, I think is something everybody understands, and that's okay. Yeah. Because you tell them stay on topic, and yep. and they understand. And um, exact duplicate, I'm leaving out because exact duplicate. We we sort of have a philosophy. I guess we must have decided not to do this because we had decided to do it and we didn't do it. But we were talking about duplicate being an answer, a way of answering, not a way of closing a question. Yeah, we toyed with it. We didn't. We, we didn't really make wanted a to do that because the idea was. You you, pretty you big submit an answer which says, well, this is just a duplicate of that, and uh, uh, and then it gets upvoted or downvoted. So now you have signal quality on the duplicateness. The thing, but does it get closed if that becomes the top voted answer? No. no, it just stays open you get, forever. You get pile up though, don't you? Actually, I think duplicates one of the few closed reasons that consistently works pretty well right now. So now that you have enough to, of it, so yeah. this would incentivize people to do it. But now there wouldn't be any of it. It would just be a bunch of answers that set you land on the question, and the answer says, "This is a duplicate. Go look here for your answer." Right. Arcade would Maybe have six hundred questions asking that same Angry Birds board you couldn't get past. Maybe if it gets five upvotes on the duplicate, just like five upvotes on the closed reason, it it actually does just resolve the whole question. Okay, as a duplicate. So then it does get closed. But then you see the question, and then you don't see. No, the question wasn't closed as a duplicate. Instead of answers. You see a section saying, you know, this question has answers over there. Right, but then that's the same problem. You land on it and it's saying, oh, oh, you have a question. Oh, go over here to get your answer. And now you have to train all the users who can vote about how to vote differently for a duplicate answer as opposed to that's different than teaching people how to close stuff. Oh, man, this was this was Shog's idea. I don't I don't want to sit here and defend it. His his idea was great. Sam's idea. Maybe not. No, it was Shog's idea. He gets credit. I made a note at the time. And I mean, when we talk, so I think the, the names of these are... 10 million are unicorn relevant. bucks. <laughs> One thing we talked about a bunch recently, again, about closing, it's been explored before, is I think we'd, what we'd like to see more where it works, I think it's something you can't force easily, 
is we'd like to see there's kind of different categories of clothes. Some stuff's closed because it's spam, right? We don't care about that. Those oh, that's don't deleted. Yeah, it's, it's deleted. deleted. Yeah. There's, there's, or it's totally off topic in an obvious way. Um, you know, people are just Clo- the interesting. Stuff it's just, that that's the point is that we close things because they have hope. Well, right, and that's what otherwise I think... we would delete it. A spam, spam has no hope. Close. Well, we... that's a little bit unclear because the thing we've always There's said about clothes is that clothes is on the road to delete yeah i know it's get but, deleted eventually but you still that you must have hope otherwise you would have just burninated it uh i guess I know so that has a technical uh, we don't really allow deleting you can't unless you're a moderator you can't you delete to, until it's closed that's true and i think um but i do think to, to your point the, the 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 place where closed experiences are unpleasant way we don't like where yeah. people are turned off they're angry they feel personally hurt in some way um, are cases, I think, where we think there's hope, right? Because these aren't people who are just spamming or doing their stuff. Well, okay, they're not bad. Their question might be hopeless, but well, they uh, may be able to contribute to the site. Right, so there's, there's, two, there's two key One day facts. in the future. The question may or may not be savable, and even if the question's not savable, that user might well be, used, you might be a great contributor to the exactly. site. Exactly. They just started on the wrong foot. Right. Because we didn't have an awesome about page yes. that we will soon um, to help them understand Oh, yeah, the what's basics. going on within my about page? Darn wait, it. Is wait, it exactly the way I designed it? It, it sort of basically. It's getting closer. Um, We're converging on your design. <laughs> but the we stick with clothes for one second. On the clothes thing, I think one of in a, if in a perfect world where I was more of a puppet master that controlled all of our users on the site. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think what we'd like to we'd like to see most of these closures where there is hope of one of the two kinds come with feedback. So you'd like to see most closures say something like, you know, unfortunately this is in this exa- the exa- example I gave before, this this is off topic because Twitter is a web app and blah, blah, blah. And then he could have said, no, it's not. Wait, that's not the right thing. Okay. Or this is subjective. If your question was more along the lines of, is there a specific way to do this exact thing as opposed to, you know, what's the best approach to X, right? If people got feedback with closures, even if it's hopeless, explaining why it's hopeless, sort of, that was kind of nice, reassuring, um, I think it would go better. Now, we know we can't force that because you'll get a lot of people typing gibberish. Right. But I think from a from a sort of etiquette and desired behavior perspective, that's something that we've been kicking around a little bit on the on the community manager side around how do we better really encourage people to give feedback anytime they can when closing. What about unanswerable? Like you basically say this question is unanswerable. Now, you may think eh, that's not true though because it is answerable. It's just we don't want it to be it. That might be not constructive. It's just sort of unanswerable. What's an example of unanswerable? Um, anything not constructive where, where you're... <laughs> That's not an example. That's not how examples work. <laughs> well, two localized is unanswerable as well. Okay, that's so another here, definition. No, that's answerable. All right. Yeah, that's a different uh, I'll thing. I'll give you my standard. Why is there a green Honda Civic on my street? Well. No, right. that may be answerable. It's just not interesting. Not really, because the chance that anybody can, can answer this in this group of okay, people Okay, so that's too localized. It's unanswerable for a particular reason. it's too localized, right. Not constructive is yeah. unanswerable because it's... There's no... There it is no right answer. right. Right. It's like, which is better, Java yeah. or C Sharp? How long is a string? Well, yeah, okay. That, that's, that's not a real question. That's probably most people wouldn't ask that question. but Oh, they're all over. I'm going to uh, Yahoo Answers. It's full of questions like that. Yahoo Answers, take a drink. So unanswerable is, is sort of interesting, but, but again, people who it's, it's the same thing as not a real question. People say, yes, it is. It's a question. It's got a question mark. Yeah. Yes, it's answerable. You yeah, just don't like just the don't answers answer I might it. get. And it, yeah. it yeah. invites what seems like legitimate debate because someone asks an answerable question and someone posts an answer. There's an answer actually there. Definitionally <laughs> demonstrate that it isn't. Because we don't say it's not answerable in a yeah. useful or yeah. good way. Um, but, I, but I think okay so to all our listeners we're obviously having problems with some of the wording around the meta. closed questions so please post some suggestions on meta and we'll go solicit some more feedback there because I think what we're looking for is somebody comes to the site they see a question as closed as not constructive they don't even understand what that's supposed to mean and what the one thing we're not conveying to them is that Stack Overflow is not a place for debates or shopping questions or arguments or whatever. It's a place for getting factual answers to questions. And that's the one thing that we would like to be conveying right there. And instead, we're, we're saying, closed is not constructive, dot, 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 dot. And it sounds kind of harsh, and they just sort of get angry, and then they tweet at me. Well, which the explanation is there wasn't terrible. I, people are going to be upset no matter what. I don't think there's a way to totally soften it. I do think there's we can communicate it better, and I think we can provide a, a path to rehabilitation when you that'll go a long that, way. Uh, yeah. Think about like Wikipedia, for example. Wikipedia, uh, maybe Wikipedia just disappears things more better. Uh, on Wikipedia, when they stick their little citation needed into the text of the article everywhere, people laugh at that, but they still admire it, right? They're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Wikipedia is like 
I don't know who admires that. Citation. It feels needed. like a, it feels like a, what, it's like a little passive aggressive thing. Yeah, it's like prove it. But then you're like, you know what? On Wikipedia, there's a there's a there's a norm that people try to prove things. That's cool. But yeah, I think you the, have to admire that. The more the more interesting thing about Wikipedia. Oh is, my God, Jason is talking. Yes, Jason was not introduced, but I'm J- here. Jason is the audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's the one person listening to this podcast because I haven't told my dad it's 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 coming at, after which we'll have two. The more I think the thing that applies more to us is not the not the citation needed in the middle of the article, but when they have a problem with an article, um, they throw it up right at the top, right in a different color, oh. and it's very specific what their problem what their with problem that. with the article this is. This article reads like an advertisement. It needs to be de-advertised. Right. Whatever, whatever the problem is. Right. And um, also, on, on that front, they, they do leave the article around, right? Like controversial for, articles. For they don't while. delete them. They leave them up. They're like, this is controversial, they so read it at your own risk. They'll delete it if it's not notable. No, first it'll be like a candidate for de- deletion. They'll say this is a candidate for deletion and it is being discussed here. So one of the things, here's the thing, I think what happens with Wikipedia is that all of the visible manifestations of their high editorial standards um, are actually impress the visitors to Wikipedia. Whereas our visible manifestations for some reason just make us seem like an unfriendly community. Well, I, I do I, have a habit of taking fun, interesting questions and plastering them with, this is wrong, we hate fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy enjoyment is we a do. good indicator we don't like this question. I, I've been getting a lot of mileage telling people we hate it when a question has a lot of page views. That's a bad sign. That's a, it's a it's a great message for people that aren't that aren't posting questions. I think the I think the fundamental difference in the Wikipedia thing is there's it, it's the individual user experience on some level. So I think at the end of the day, when you post a question on a site and it is closed and you don't get any kind of reinforcing message as to what you're supposed to do, the sense is people don't say. They have high standards here. They no. seem to really care about quality. Yeah. What they say is this is a place where new people aren't welcome, and these old jerky moderators won't let anyone participate. Right. And they always say moderators because they don't understand the high rep users versus moderators thing. Yeah, well, and you know what? they don't have to. They don't have to. The point to them is that new people aren't welcome. And no, so, no, it's worse. It's that there's some cabal that's controlling right. the legal message that you're allowed to get through. And if you're, you know, if you're paying the company, maybe you can get it. No, nobody's saying that. It's just, it's just their meat. Idea. We're turning into the same thing as everyone else, right? It's the, it's the RTFM, get off my lawn kind of forum yep. place yeah. where it's like we've got, you know, it, that's what it feels like. I'm not saying that's actually true, but that's the impression people are starting, people to, get are starting to get. Yeah, but that's also not a difference between us and Wikipedia. Like, if you go to the editor, you yeah. know, the editor list on Wikipedia or, like, what they're fighting about with edits. My edit got rolled back. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? My edit got rolled back by yeah. by these nine people who control all the edits on Wikipedia. Like, right. it's it, – we're not we're not that different in that respect. Cabals right. are necessary. That could be the title of this podcast. And cherry pie. Cherry pie. Cabals and cherry pie. <laughs> Deleted the, the, the cherry pie episode. No, no it's come back too much. We're we can't remove it. We're going to through the episode so it's, you can't. It's becoming the joke of the episode. Cut, cut. <laughs> we could take all the parts about cherry pie and put them in the like after the the out music. Could, Alex, can we make Warren's cherry pie play at either the beginning or end credits of this? Is that possible? Uh, I don't think Tape rolling. Ah. Uh, okay, let's talk about something else. The <laughs> end. Alex <laughs> 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 no, like got so sad. Cherry pie. Okay. Uh, Close reasons. Uh, review. Q. So I think this fits into a, a bigger picture that we're thinking a lot about that Jay and I have been talking about, which is sort of how do we. Uh, how do we uh, teach teach new people how to use the site? Because there's a lot of knowledge, there's a lot of information, there's a lot of there's we're, we're sending people to learn how to use Stack Exchange fully. You got to read years of blog posts, listen to hours of podcasts, yeah. and read all of Meta. Yeah, including things which were deleted from Meta because they're too localized because they no longer apply because the decision was already taken. Right. So um, so that's the thing we're, we're thinking a lot about. How do we make that stuff uh, easier to find? So there's kind of the, the how do we how do we all the all those kind of weird little rules that people know but aren't written down in everywhere. How do we make them written down somewhere? But there's also kind of the, the just the starting from the bigger picture of how do we just introduce people to the site? So that's the new about page that we're working on. So we've got the old about page which has the uh, the, the famous four circles Was it of three, uh, three, three circles? Four, four, circles? four circles four of circles. Wiki, blog, dig Reddit or dig dig <laughs> which became Reddit when Dig died. I, I what believe the that that is. was most of the text on the on the current about page on the about. Is it was a still, blog post. 
It was a blog post that Jeff wrote when the site announcing launched. Stack Overflow. Yes. Yeah, and so the the whole first paragraph, if you read it, is about how it's free and we don't have any spammy ad banners, you know, <laughs> right. asking you for nine ninety nine to sign up, still and we true. don't have any Route thirteen stuff, it's still uh, true. which is still true. But I don't think totally that's irrelevant. our uh, our primary battle anymore. <laughs> nope. Um, and that's not the first thing you want to know when you learn about the site. That's not right. the first question you're going to be having. So we're trying to work on a new about page, and uh, and it turns out it's really hard to distill this down because there's a lot of weird things to know you know you gotta you gotta kind of somehow we gotta tell you about reputation and voting and badges and privileges and meta and chat and you know all, all these lots of these different pieces that tags, tags yeah that, that are flag important weight. for you to know <laughs> no more flag weight we got rid of flag weight <laughs> but i i think one but of the you things... might see a discussion on meta about flag weight we should delete them all we should actually this is, is flag weight some sort of course I can subscribe to if I want to get in better shape? Is that, I don't, okay. No. Um, you're thinking of ribbon dancing. You're definitely, really, am I? <laughs> I think so. Well, yeah. now I am. <laughs> Capture the flag weight. Um, Alex is acting out river dancing. It's too, ribbon is, dancing, ribbon, not river ribbon dancing. dancing. Ribbon. Oh, river dance, river dance. Now, now I'm thinking about that. Um, I, I think one of the things we realized is there's, um, there's sort of a hey, level. Hey, where's my on-air light? I just noticed that I don't have an on-air light anymore. It got changed to go away. Oh, well, we can turn it on even though it says go away. It's on now. Um, is I think it's almost like what you, what you want to do is figure out what's the minimum, because obviously uh, we don't want people to read the six million meta pages discussing every possible. The, the real question, because we're all, people are busy. They, they don't want to learn to use the internet, right? But um, I think the question is, what, what is the least number of things we can show people so that they are likely to be able to start interacting with the site, to put up a post and not have a horrible soul-crushing experience, but to basically get enough to kind of post hopefully well understand the voting and and kind of just get to that first moment where once people do that if a post doesn't go t doesn't go badly and they get an upvote or they get even a clarifying comment i think what you get a lot is you quickly get interested enough and then you kind of dig in at your own pace to you know whether it's the faq or the six million meta pages we must want to give them just enough information to have a good experience long enough to then decide they kind of need to learn more and then it can all the rest can be very organic. Yeah. So we're so it's, it's we call it the about page because that's what it was originally. It was called about, but it's really more of a getting started or overview kind of page. Right. Here's how the site works. You know, when you vote stuff up, uh, when stuff gets voted up, you know, the the top voted thing shows up at the top. That's something that's very obvious to us, but maybe not immediately obvious to somebody the first time they come to the site. Right. Well, you can tell it's not because they're just using the answer box to respond to things and not understanding that the order is going right. to change. So we want to have this page which kind of outlines the site and explains it in hopefully pretty pretty minimal detail. Um, and we don't really, you know, we don't really expect every single person to read it, but it's a start. Uh, you know, so, so the kind of the second phase would be assuming you didn't read it, you know, wh where else do we need to tell you this stuff? So when you're actually, you know, going to answer a question, what do we need to tell you right then that you need to know before you answer this, you know, uh -huh. before you answer your first question? Yeah, we already do that pretty well We do, we do that kind of stuff. It's just finding more and more of these things. Like you the know. most important thing to know when you're answering a question is that you have to be answering the question, that you can't just be commenting. And I think we, we do a good, like, I think some of the stuff that's in line now works great. So, I, you know, while this search can always improve, we can better at search. I think the fact that it, it puts up duplicate questions, because the duplicate question idea works great. A good place we've learned as we've focused that we kind of fail in providing good enough. Tags are a great example where people trying to post new questions break in fury, right? Because you go to post a question and you know how to type in a box on the internet and you're even or an answer, or it's a question if it's tags. Um, you type your question, it's even a decent question, so we haven't said it's a bad question to you. And then you get to the bottom and it says you must post a tag. And some people know tags, obviously on Stack Overflow people tend to, but on some of the sites, people just aren't familiar with tagging. But they kind of get it. It says a tag to describe it, and they take a stab and say, oh, you must post a tag. And they're not that familiar. They're not that. And they go, okay, I'm game. And they try and guess a good tag, and they type it in, and it goes, you do not have enough reputation to create a new tag. And they're going, I just did your dumb thing. You told me to make a tag. Oh. And so like, we can do a better job of both sort of explaining you need to select a tag. And like ultimately, one of the things David tossed out is I think we, you know, That's actually like, a little bit tricky. That's a good point. We'd like, at a minimum, it should help them understand there is a list of tags they have to choose from. No, but it could actually read the body of their question exactly. and try to figure out what, based on some kind yeah, of a so Bayesian analyzer, what tags to propose Bayes for you. Bayesian. Is that a drink? I feel like that comes up a lot. Bayesian. <laughs> Not all machine. This, we're, we're, uh, the, the developers are Not taking all the machine, machine learning, learning is Coursera. Bayesian is an algorithm. It is not the only algorithm. Some kind of magical machine true, learning. The, natural. the Stanford Coursera course we're doing doesn't even cover Bayesian. It doesn't? No. Not even included. 
Really? Yep. Is it because it's too easy or too hard? I don't know. It's, I can't um, imagine it's too hard since everybody has implemented one. Closed is not time. a real algorithm. I think it's used. You know, we've also been interviewing data scientists to to hire one, and several of them have brought it up and used it. They 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 call it naive Bayes. You know, it's got naive. the word naive. <laughs> it's got the word naive <laughs> built into it, which maybe tells you something. Uh, it's it's it seems like it's kind of their first stab at it. Uh, okay. But then they're all like, you know, if I were doing this for real, I would use something real things. like a random forest or. Okay, so we're going to have random forest all over that tags category thing, so that as you type your question, we're random foresting and. Uh, the trees uh, vote. <laughs> that, that, that's all you need to know about random forests. It's a bunch of trees and they vote. Really? And we love voting. Are you serious? So, yeah. We do love voting. Personified trees are always scary. I'm against this whole I idea. I am scary, but they're, luckily they're routed, rooted into the ground, so they're not going like, to get up and walk around. And, no, haven't you seen uh, Lord of the Rings? And they'll yeah. fuck apples at you. It's bad. It's not good. I feel like I could outrun a tree. <laughs> 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 that's, that's an assertion that needs to be tested. <laughs> Let's go okay. to the park right now. Joel I versus that's the tree. What's said before? <laughs> History of English. I'm clear. Uh, so there's a new about page coming up, and, and we're looking at some of the. This is all the stuff that's going tree, on in the category of community growth. Um, yeah, it's all in making the. It's uh, it's kind of under the, the umbrella of first time user experience. You know, making making the site comprehensible to new users and onboarding right. them we should i feel like we should take unless one of you actually i noticed neither of you has a list of things to talk about uh, <laughs> oh yeah david does both of us actually both of us have a both list but a joel list. clearly has something he wants to talk about so go ahead <laughs> no and i was gonna say let's talk about the thing you just thought of <laughs> no, we should, okay we should have a little break where we uh talk about what's happened to the company in the last six months What's like all the stuff? Oh boy, it's new. Not, not just the the new website, but the company. Like, what's it like here in in behind the scenes? The stack has changed. So much exciting stuff has happened. We the, hired Jay. We it, opened a sales office in Denver. And London. We expanded our office London. in London. Yeah. We had we had an office, but it was really like a desk in somebody else's office right. that we were renting. Now we're we have a, a, now we're getting a real office. Office office in those Suffolk. Are, those are sales offices. So we're hiring a million salespeople because careers is exploding and it's awesome it's and off. people love it. Yeah, put your put your profile up on careers. Use offer code. Offer code. Anyone? Mm, careers well, slash podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> is that a real thing? Now we'll make it by the time this goes live, though. Careers. Use the offer code careers slash podcast. No, you mean careers.stackoverload.com slash podcast. Podcast. Oh, just go ahead and make yourself a make make yourself a profile if you haven't already. Um, uh, that has actually been growing in leaps and bounds. And so um, um, yeah. there's a lot of job listings up. There's a lot of profiles uh, to search if you're an employer. There's a lot of employers on the system. And we have now 24 salespeople who uh, call on companies that are looking to hire developers. Yes. And we're hiring salespeople like crazy because it's an easy sale to make because... Because it's awesome and it works and it gets you a programmer. And uh, um, uh, new, let's see, new people here in the main office. We got, we got a couple more developers on the careers team. We actually haven't been hiring developers so much, although we want to. And we have once again opened the door to hiring yeah, more... Yeah, we should talk about that. Developers. We're hiring for a million positions. We're hiring developers, two, developers for two teams. We've got the careers team in New York... Uh, working on Stack Overflow Careers, and we've got the the core team or the Q and A team that's remote telecommute. Yeah, that can be anywhere or in New York. You can welcome to work in New York. You're welcome to work out of our office in Denver or in London. They're nice offices, oh, yeah. uh, albeit somewhat stuffed with salespeople. But you'll get free lunch every day. But they're really nice. Yeah, they are actually. The Denver office was making us a little bit jealous. They've got a roof deck. They're allowed to have dogs. Yeah, they are allowed to have dogs. Everyone was jealous here when that opened. And the people that work there are uh, not at all awkward. Because they're salespeople? Is <laughs> yeah. that what you're saying? What are you, what are you saying, Joel? Let's just, let's just spell it all out. I'm saying if you go out to dinner with a whole bunch of them, you won't have to hold up the whole conversation by yourself. So we're hiring developers. Who else are we hiring? We're hiring a designer. Poor Jin needs... Jin needs help, on, needs help on design work. Uh, so this is uh, just like CSS, HTML, that kind of design stuff. But we also want Photoshop. Um, some product managers who are sort of people that can design user experience and, and design interactions and um, help us work, work on our mobile, uh, awesome mobile app, which is currently uh, just an idea. But we need to be shipping in the next four to six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the key. Drink. 
So um, what else are we hiring for? And then we're always hiring salespeople and some yeah. sort of administrative if people. You so have, you if you have, like, let's say, for example, you're an awesome developer and you want to move to New York, but you don't know where your significant other, your husband or wife might work. If you move to New York, well, maybe he or she is an awesome salesperson and can come work here as a salesperson. You and you can work here as a developer. And it's like a two for one kind of. So tell your friends, because these are really, I mean, these are really great positions. Obviously, we think that because we work here. But I yeah. don't think any of these are crappy uh, no. You're gonna do crappy stuff like the even the designer position. Jen gets to you know do whole new sites every few weeks, create yeah. a whole new look and feel. And we have awesome benefits. We have 30 inch monitors, air on chairs. All right, it's getting too salesy. Move up and down. So we're hiring a bunch of people. What else have we done? We're opening a new office in New York, an even bigger office in New York. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah two Alex, floors. Alex, tell us about the new office in New York. Yes, there's gonna be a. Big new office in New York. It's, it's going to be insane. Like three and a half times our current size. It's going to have hexagon-shaped private offices yeah. for so, every developer. So it'll be like You're we're ruining the surprise. Yeah, we're, it'll be like yeah. we're all working in a honeycomb. Yeah. Uh, somehow like we actually li- this idea came from Jason Punyon. For some reason, we listened to him. It was an enormous mistake. Let's see. It's going to have a full kitchen for cooking lunch every day, Ping as pong. well as a big lunchroom that'll double as uh, double as a event space so if you're in new york and you want to host an event you can pay us lots of money and use our cool space for yeah it. we're gonna start like hosting tech talks Events. and stuff like that in our in, in our, our awesome lunch room which has a kitchen next to it a full cooking kitchen a fire pole yes alex uh no fire no pole you, you a water slide no. uh i don't know if there's a water slide you could always just um like take a cafeteria tray and slide down the stairs that's kind <laughs> of yeah, we'll, get a, we'll get a slip really and slide well, i think it's a spiral i don't know <laughs> it's not really a spiral but it does have several 90 degree yeah. turns on it uh oh there's gonna be really cool things in the bathroom yeah I'm no not, that's secret that, i'm not gonna say anyone. exactly what but they're gonna be awesome now that oh, just sounds weird yeah that got uncomfortable <laughs> I, I wish we hadn't done any of that you might have already posted that in joel's room i think it's, it's is it supposed to be secret from the company it's not secret to the company no, it's secret yeah, to the I, world yeah Okay, so listen. Here's my <laughs> Come other to Stack Exchange and see the yes. bathrooms. Yes, it's the and one thing have, we're not going to tell you about. Come if you to have, New York City. Here's what I want to do. I don't know if we've arranged for this, but if you have enough reputation on Stack Exchange, we're going to we're going to mail you a card, a membership card, and you can use the membership card to come to the office, to eat in our cafeteria once in a while, get free coffee, and to check out our awesome bathrooms. Oh man. Uh, let's see. Like what you have to have a bunch of reputation. You'll get a membership we, to the Stack Exchange Oh, there's Exchange also really office. good views. Th- there's good views out of the new office. Insane. It's oh, like views. being in a boat floating above Manhattan. Programming in a boat? <laughs> that <laughs> seems like it would end bad. <laughs> so, what else, so what else has happened? We've done some, uh, we've done some interesting promotions. We've got the, what, the patent site. Activate is still live. We've got the Aptivate, Aptivate contest, yeah. Yeah. which is a Windows 8 app. App developer development. If you want to contest. develop an app for Windows 8, you can win five thousand bucks, isn't it? Yeah, Microsoft. So Microsoft Crazy. put up the prizes for it. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, it, it ties into Stack Overflow. Asking, you know, ask your questions on Stack Overflow. So it's good for us because we're getting developers talking about Windows 8 on Stack Overflow. How many apps do we have so Instead far? Instead of say Microsoft deciding to create their own Q and A website about HTML5. Six times three times. How many apps do we have here? How do I find out how many there are? I don't know. Count and then multiply by the number of pages. Okay. There's some secret route that has stats, but I don't remember it. It looks like about 72. Yeah, so we got a bunch of apps on there. Um, but uh, uh, you go in there. If you want a chance to win some money, go uh, go develop an app. So that's going on. These are pretty high quality. Some of these have like little icons and... Yeah, some of them may, uh, may have been in production before the contest started, and they're just kind of descending on our contest. So uh, um, so anyway, this is a big old promotion, which we're doing uh, together with Microsoft to encourage um, you folk, our developers, to, uh, uh, to develop um, apps for their new Windows 8 platform. Yep. Which is shipping October 26th, I think. Yep. Just a few more weeks. Dun, dun, dun. Are you going to get that? Anybody? Anybody? Nobody even knows what there is to get. <laughs> Windows, Windows 8. Windows 8. We've got a few. We've, uh, couple of developers, <laughs> a couple of developers are already using it and like it. It's It, it seems like it's going to be another uh, love it or hate it type of thing. I, I tried using it briefly and uh, didn't love it. So. I, I could. Uh, well, well, I tried it on a tablet, although admittedly not the Surface. Maybe it was like the previous generation of tablet. And it was just driving me nuts. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't figure anything out. It was all driving me crazy. Yeah, it seems like if you've used Windows before, it's yeah. going to make you angry. I don't know. That Possibly. was that was but my impression. It's always been a good mix. Well, all change makes people angry. Jeff it's just change, right? Jeff po- That's Jeff true. Blog. Jeff was like, Jeff this is the best operating Jeff. system since since Windows Me. Yeah, I think there, there's there's <laughs> been some pretty good feedback too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been good feedback. It, it, it 
it's interesting. It's an interesting idea. Uh-huh. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it may be too late for Windows. But. Yeah, it will be great if Microsoft can can develop like hardware and not have these crazy um, uh, Frankenstein machines that the, their hardware OEM partners put together. Too late. <laughs> Okay. They'll still have those, but the Surface does look really nice. Activate.ms. That's the, that's the, what is MS? What's that country? Dot Microsoft. Malaysia? It's a country. Multiple sclerosis? I don't remember what. Naming is hard. It is hard. Literally the best one we had before, Activate, was... You think Microsoft bought the whole .ms domain just to use for Microsoft? No. No. No, They bought bought Malaysia. We bought this domain to set up the... It's Montserrat. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's not so bad. The best, the best one, like literally the other ideas we had no, were like win8appdevcontest.com. It's, it's a neighborhood in Buenos Aires? No. No, Sorry. it's a country. It's like one of those little it's a country mountain. However, the usage, Microsoft is apparently the main user of it. If you go to Wikipedia and look at this, it says it's for this country, but Microsoft. Oh, here we are. A it. British overseas territory in the Caribbean. There you go. What else? Oh, the summer of love happened. It did. We may want to save that for another podcast. Yeah, that's just a whole thing. That was that. That's a whole thing. <laughs> we tried to encourage love. We may or may it not have succeeded. Well. We may not. It's we may almost not. like you can't force love. The it's, only thing I can say. It's almost like writing four blog posts doesn't really do anything. Well, no, no, no. no, no is no. that we are measuring how friendly people are to new users. Yes, we did measure. Yes. And we did. How did we do that? We did an awesome thing where we took a billion comments at random. And sent them to Mechanical Turk. It wasn't and really had a billion. That literally a billion. <laughs> Don't listen to David. It was a Nine billion. people on Mechanical Turk. <laughs> no, like uh, 20 people had to review each comment. Nine, I think, each one, right? 20. No, 20? It was 20. Really? But the final oh. thing, the, for the real, okay. so for the trial, it was smaller. But for the real test, it was 20 people so had to do it. So 20 people read each comment and voted on whether they thought it was generally nice, generally, or friendly, unfriendly. Or know, they had no idea what it was talking or about. They, or not sure. Which was a majority of the comments people are just like i don't understand this because it's or about it some programming thing whatever or it just was neither friendly nor not friendly right but what was interesting is you did see a lot of things that were just like very very obviously and overwhelmingly unfriendly and a lot of things that were overwhelmingly friendly and um that allowed us to sort of put together some data on things like uh, are any tags more friendly than other tags and i would say that the argument yeah, that there was not very... not super conclusive but also just the general friendliness of the site and i think what we did see is that the site is getting more friendly and I, mean, I think it's it's important to recognize it, it doesn't um, it didn't always sound that way, right? And some of what we we're hearing where people were having bad experiences and, compl- and complaining, et cetera. And I think the key one of the key takeaways I thought from the the common analysis was that fact that um, the percent of comments that are getting that are friendly is actually we, we the peers be increasing, right? People are actually on average getting friendlier. Um, what I think is that spoofs that a little bit. Aside from I think someone mentioned before, it's the narrative. People like to say, well, they've gotten old and cranky and big and they stink now. But I th- I think the the more kind of real world reason is the percent increase in niceness is actually offset by the gr- overall growth. So there's just so yeah. many more people. Well, well also, what, when you see one nasty question, um, that's, that's much more memorable than the 10 nice, uh, sorry, one nasty comment. That's more memorable than the 10 nasty comments. Uh, so wait, wait. But wait. I do think no, overall- I need to say this right. If you see one nasty comment, that is more memorable than 10 nice comments. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. eventually everybody will remember all that nasty stuff that they saw. And they'll start. And if you start to say is the site friendly, they'll start to say no. It's all full of all these nasty things. But I also and think that's the, just, uh, yeah. the the big complaint we're seeing is about closures, not about comments being mean. Though that, when I started what, what motivated look, this was yeah. yeah you, you talk about that. What motivated the whole survey is that I started looking at a whole bunch of closed questions to try to figure out um, were. At first, I thought, with all the people bitching about closures, there was a whole thing on Hacker News. I thought, you know, maybe our moderators are getting too extreme, and I'm going to go look at everything that they're doing and try to see if I agree at least with the closures. And I didn't. The closures were fine. The clo- the, close- the the closures that we're actually doing, when we close a question, it's fine. It, it fits our rules. And But then what occurred to me is every time I saw a close, I also saw in 50% of the cases where a question was closed, I saw a, a uh, mind-numbingly nasty comment. <laughs> along with the closure. So it's just to add insult to injury, essentially. And uh, and then I started saying, you know, the real story here is that people are being rude in the comments, not that we're closing questions. And so when I, we started to try to measure that, and that um, that actually got us some interesting data. And the goal of this data is to serve as a... As a um, as a benchmark, essentially, going forward so that we can see if changing the wording that we use, changing the tools that we give people uh, is going to actually improve the niceness. I think that things like the review queue should improve the overall feeling of niceness on the site. And we can now actually measure that every every six months. 
think one thing too that was interesting is because th- there is some like as you I think sort of mind-numbingly mean comments, but I, I think there's also there was a, there was a big middle ground of stuff that um, was not intended maliciously with closures, but felt it, which was essentially the equivalent of you know, did you bother reading the instruction manual for the internet? You yeah. know, with a link to the thirty-seventh page of the FAQ or like Meta's eighteenth you know index, where you could find that you're not supposed to ask questions about Siamese cats and this forum. And I think what what we realized a little bit is this reference to like, you know, there's a little bit signs of a sense new users got of, well, if you can't be bothered to read our... A hundred pages before you ask a question. And no one does that. No one gets to a website like, I'd like to read the the manual. Can I find a manual somewhere? And so I think... There are manuals. O'Reilly has a series called The Missing Web Manual. They make one for every web page. Do we have one? <laughs> Does this, hurt Pope? Sure. Does this thing Pope would like to. <laughs> That's right. right. The missing, the missing web page manual. Here's how to use your tube or Facebook. And I think or, the people doing that actually are, are good users, right? These are people <laughs> trying to help, but I think the message wasn't helpful. Yeah. So we'll get one of those missing manual things, and this will solve that one. We'll get O'Reilly to write a book. We are sort problem of problem solved. That is a problem with the about page. Is it? It won't really be read. It'll be um, a really long. Book. However, to the extent that people do read it, it will be useful. Yeah, and I think we're going to be working on helping, again, not everyone's excited to read a manual, but we're going to be working on ways we can help new users at least to be routed to the fact that it's there. Right now, it's a little tiny link, and I think we're going to integrate it, hopefully, a little better into the sign-up process. When you get an email saying, confirm your email. It's like, a, it's like an inch of dust on my microphone. It'll send. Okay. <laughs> I just realized how long it's been since we've done a podcast, and clearly nobody has been dusting my microphone. Okay, clearly we're done here. <laughs> we are done here. You have been listening to the Stack Exchange podcast episode number minus one. With guest stars David Fullerton and my co-host Jadles. How do you want to go, Jay Hanlon? You want to use your, your actual name? I well, did too late. Both are, He's been trying not to put that on the internet. You've, you've outed me already. Everyone <laughs> knows I'm both people now. It's it's both are good. <laughs> Jay Hanlon, also known as Jadles. Producer Alex did the tech right. work. Special thanks to our sponsor this week, Stack Exchange Incorporated. A great place to work. Apply see, today. See you next week. Free cherry pie. Jay, you have to say see you next week. See you next week. Jeff is no longer here. You have to say that. No, you need a signature sign-off line. Let's let's throw out some ideas. No, you can't use somebody else's. Mandate, get it on. That's an option. That's that's an option. We'll work on this for next. We'll we'll have a a great booming... uh, Maybe not booming. Figure it out. Florid. We'll have a good sign-off for next, next, next month, next year. You should just start swearing uncontrollably. Are we recording? Are we recording? This is like our best material. Yeah, we should be recording this. Yes. Okay, good. Can I have a, a, a sign that says the podcast number written in LED letters? No. I've been asking for that now for, for seven I, months. I've told you, you can't have what you want.